Do you want to be financially free? If so, then you need to master financial intelligence. Financial intelligence is the ability to make sound financial decisions that will help you achieve your financial goals. I talk to many people about the best plan to achieve financial freedom, but I find that most often they are not in a position to execute on that plan because their personal finances are an absolute mess. In this video, I will teach you the key principles of financial intelligence so that you can declutter your finances and clean up that mess so that you can move forward and achieve financial freedom. So keep on watching and start mastering financial intelligence today. Every day I post videos about the best ways to achieve financial freedom. Watch the other videos in this channel. And if this is something that is of interest to you, make sure that you subscribe because you don't want to miss out. Now, let's get started. Financial intelligence is the ability to understand and manage your money effectively. And there are four pillars of financial intelligence. Income, budget, debt, and investments. So first, let's talk about effective income management. This means understanding your income sources and being able to add new income sources. For most people, the primary source of income is their salary. It is critical to be able to add new sources of income, especially passive income sources. Eventually, what you want to achieve is 100% passive income in order to reach financial freedom. Why passive income sources over a second job or a side gig? Well, the obvious answer to that is that time is limited. You want to disconnect time from your income. So what are these passive income sources? Well, create content, publish it on YouTube, publish a book. If you have something to say or something that you know that you want to share with other people, you can create content and share your ideas with everyone. It takes a long time, but eventually it could pay off. I published a book in 2020 called Stop Trading Your Time for Money. And it obviously took a long time to write that book, publish it. And over this, since 2020, it generated only $1,750. So keep that in mind if you're expecting to have huge amount of money coming out of a book that you published. I keep hearing also about people making lots of money on YouTube, but I have not made $1 on YouTube yet. I have two channels and the reason why I'm still doing this is because I enjoy what I'm doing and I enjoy helping other people. Another way to create passive income is to create online courses. So if you have a specific expertise in a particular area and you can create and sell your online course to teach others what you know, then this is a great way to generate passive income. You also have to figure out how you're going to market this particular online program and you have to basically build the machine to sell and register these people. But it is perfectly possible and some people are doing very well at it. It really depends on what you know and if what you know is a very valuable skill. Well, the third method is renting out property. So if you own property, you can rent it out to generate passive income. So I'm a big fan of single family rentals, but you can rent anything really, anything that you own. So you can rent a car, boat, video equipment, camper, RV. There's lots of sites for you to do that. If you have the assets and you're not using it, this is a good way for you to generate some income. And eventually, 
you know, you could actually buy more of these assets if it makes sense and then generate more revenue that way. I'm a big fan of single family rentals because they depreciate over a very long period of time and they appreciate also over a long period of time as opposed to vehicles that depreciate very, very quickly and they also are not valuable. They tend to not appreciate over time. So even if you buy a Ferrari 15 years down the road, the Ferrari is not going to be necessarily worth that much more than it was when you paid for it. Another way to do it is selling products. So identify a product that people need, source a manufacturer for that particular product, private label it, change it a little bit, make a, your, your brand and stuff like that, and sell it on Amazon. Lots of people are doing that. But the key here is to find a product that is needed, source the manufacturer of that product and make sure there's a good margin for you. The trick is always going to be to market that product on Amazon, make sure people are aware of it and then sell it. Not as easy as it sounds, but it's, it's worth it. Some people are doing very well at it. Well, these are just a few examples of passive income sources. I suggest to most of the people that I talk to, to invest in single family rentals because that is the best way to build your passive income. You have great leverage, tax benefits, inflation adjustments, appreciation, and passive income. I mean, what else could you possibly want? The problem is that many of the people I talk to are not in the right financial situation to get started. And this is why we must talk about the second pillar, which is budget. I know, I know, this is boring stuff, but imagine that you are an athlete. You love playing your sports, whether it's tennis, soccer, baseball. And in order to be a great athlete, you need to train. And some of that training includes some pretty repetitive and boring drills, right? Budget is like those boring drills. You have to do them to be good at your sport, to minimize injuries and maximize your performance. And today your sport is making money. Now a budget gives you an understanding of your spending habits and shows you where your money is going. This can help you identify area where you can cut back on spending or where you can allocate more money to your investments. This will give you the fuel to propel yourself towards financial freedom. And here are some of the benefits of having a budget. Well, it helps you track your spending and see where your money is going, as I said. It helps you identify areas where you can cut back on spending. It helps you save money for your financial goals. And to create a budget, you will need to track your income and expenses for a month or two, maybe three. But don't forget to include also some of these annual expenses like insurance and property taxes if you have any of that. I would record all that information in an Excel spreadsheet so that you can manipulate it and kind of like sort them around and sum them all kind of different ways. And this will help you see where your money is going and where you can cut back. Once you have a good understanding of your spending, you can start to create that budget. And are you living beyond your means. To answer that question, I use the 50-30-20 rule. This is a simple budgeting method that suggests that you allocate 50% of your income to needs such as housing, food, transportation, healthcare, 30% to wants, which are things like entertainment, dining out, travel, and 20% to savings, investment, and debt repayment. So categorize your expenses based on whether they are needs or wants. And the goal here is to maximize the savings and investment component of your budget. And there are a couple of ways to do this. Look at the expenses in the want category and cut as much as you can. The idea is to keep only the expenses that are truly bringing you happiness. Just like Marie Kondo helps you declutter your house, 
This method will help you declutter your finances and maximize the amount you have available for investing. Soon you will be in a position to pay off high interest debts and maybe even start generating passive income. Debt repayment and debt in general is a very important topic and is the third pillar of financial intelligence. And there are two kinds of debts, good debt and bad debt. Good debt is debt that someone else is paying for you. I own a bunch of single family rentals and I have a mortgage on each of these houses. Each house has a tenant paying rent, which pays for the property manager, the property taxes, the insurance, and the mortgage payment. And I am still left with money at the end of the month. That's a positive cash flow. The tenant is paying for the loan. I'm not. And that's an example of a good debt. Bad debt is debt that you have to pay all or a portion of it. If you own real estate and the rent doesn't cover all the expenses, you have negative cash flow, and that is bad debt. You need to either reduce the debt so that properties can cash flow, or you need to get rid of the asset. An example, and even worse debt, is consumer debt. Credit cards, for example. You must pay your credit card off every month. There's no way around it. Don't put stuff on your credit card that you can't pay at the end of the month. I had a conversation with a young woman the other day, and she wanted to invest in real estate. She had good credit, but she didn't have any cash. She said she had a friend of hers that was willing to lend her money to invest. She owned a rental property in Cleveland that she paid $130,000 for, and it was now worth $160,000. She had about $60,000 of equity in that rental property. It sounded pretty good so far, but as the conversation went on, she admitted that she had also a $30,000 credit card debt that she was paying 23% interest on. Now, you can't invest your way out of a bad situation because things are gonna get worse. Instead, invest in improving your financial situation and then invest. But instead of that, she was considering refinancing her rental property to get some of the equity out and investing it in real estate. Now, the gross rent she was receiving from the property was $800 a month only. Now, if you just think about the 1% rule, using her purchase price of $130,000, I had a pretty good idea already that this property was not cash flowing. After asking her a few more questions, I confirmed my suspicion and I told her that it doesn't make sense to refinance because the property's cash flow would be even worse. It's already negative cash flow. My recommendation was to get rid of these bad debt, sell the rental property and get the equity out, pay off her credit card, ask her friend to lend her some money even at a much lower interest rate to pay off that credit card debt in the meantime. Which brings us to the fourth pillar of financial intelligence, investing. Here are a few investment principles I live by. First of all, we are all investors, whether you like it or not. I know some people think that being an investor is bad, but we decide on where we invest our time and money every single day. It could be a big decision like buying a house, a car, a boat, whether you should go to university to get a bachelor's degree or an MBA. And as we discussed earlier, should you get income through full-time employment, side gigs, business, or an investment? Should you leave your money in the bank, invest it in stock, real estate? So these are all, you are all investors. Second, you want to invest in something that you understand fully. Don't invest in Dogecoin just because you heard that Elon Musk invested in it. Don't invest in stock options if you don't know 
how it works and how much money you can lose. There's only one way to invest in the stock market and that is with a low fee ETF that mimics the market performance. The third principle, you want to invest in something that generates passive income. Fourth, you want an investment that appreciates over time. Fifth principle, you want an investment that you can leverage so that you can maximize appreciation and your passive income. And when I talk about leverage, I mean good debt. Debt that's being paid off, not by you, but by your tenant. The sixth principle, you want an investment that has tax advantages. And finally, the seventh principle, which is inflation protection. So investing in real assets with leverage is the key to beating inflation. So this is what you want to focus on. Now, if you look at the entire investment universe anywhere in the world and use these principles to figure out the best investment for you, and I guarantee that 90% of you will find that real estate rental properties are the best investment you can find because it meets all these criteria and it is easy to understand. And that's it. Now, by mastering financial intelligence, you'll be well on your way to unlocking financial freedom and living the life you've always dreamed of. If you found this video helpful, don't forget to like and subscribe for more investment strategies and passive income tips. I'm also looking forward to seeing your comments about your particular situation and how I can help you achieve financial freedom or declutter your finances. Thank you for watching and see you in the next video.